0: right welcome everyone to another episode of the love island cast usa i am one of your hosts chris phelps and my co-host is mr dave horrocks
1: howdy partner
0: well, Dave, you, you fucked me over, because that's exactly what the theme of this episode is going to be on today. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to come into question, though, across both of these Love Island podcasts. Our fucking impressions are terrible, aren't yeah, they, they? are. are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not to be repeated by anyone. <laughs> but we, we always do it in jest. We can't get the British accents right, so we've got no prayer of getting anyone further afield right, have we? Have we thought? No, have we? Yeah. And, and I think
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on to episode five of the USA, Dave. And it, it had a bit of a, you know, it's a watchable episode, but I just think as we get to episode five, things are starting to heat up because obviously it's going to be over a shorter period of time and they're the, the bringing new people in a lot quicker than doing the UK one. But I'm sort of liking it. And I think this episode. It's just set it up, really set it up for episode six because we've got Weston's birthday. And again, howdy partner, the old Buzz Lightyear. It was his (laughs) birthday and that was the theme, wasn't it? A cowboy theme, which I don't know about you, Dave, but maybe it's because we're older. Maybe it's because in America it's so diverse the way because of where people come from and that, but because he's Western, the music they were playing for his birthday, they're thinking, oh, I can relate to this a lot more than that fake stage dancing that they do in the UK one. <laughs> it seemed more genuine, if that makes sense. It seemed more organic and they had a really, really had a good time, but what the hell has happened to Carol's hair, Dave?
1: She looks like a different person, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean that in a, in a bad way or anything. I just mean, she doesn't look like the same girl. Yeah, I think so. And, and I think her personality is a bit like that as well as her hair. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. I, I'm not sure I'd say, no, I will say she's mad as a box of frogs. But, you know, I mean, straight away, you know, we get to see again, a little tiny little recap from yesterday. We see Michael leaving the villa. And as the narrator said, you know, Cara was really cut up about it for about four seconds. And then <laughs> she's on to things with Cormac and, and uh, you know, doesn't really ponder that long about about Michael leaving. Yeah. Um, but I found some of her interactions with Cormac just really uncomfortable. You know, early in the episode, we've got her talking, and it's as if she's been given a power and she's allowed Cormac. She's given the Cormac the privilege of staying in the villa. So he better, you know, he better step up. That, that was the feeling I got from that early episode. And then later in the episode, he's kind of chilling out. He's lying back. And she's, again, she's like, Stare, just staring at him. <laughs> and yeah. he, he doesn't seem that interested, to be honest. But she's just staring at him like a crazy person, and I'm like, oh, fucking hell! You would not want to get on the rock. You wouldn't want to build a relationship with her, and then let her know you've got rabbits. You know, she she, oh, yeah. <laughs> she would absolutely boil those bastards to death. So, yeah, she is. Uh, she's well worth keeping in the villa for a bit of entertainment. But man alive, it's not one I'd want to bring home to my mum and dad. No, Dave, she's gonna John Wayne Bobbitt, it, isn't she? If, she? if he carries on
0: not talking to her or anything, she's gonna cut, cut his fucking dick off, isn't she? That, let's be honest, <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what she's gonna do. <laughs> she's absolutely. That'll be a Love
1: Island first
0: <laughs> <laughs> with a mouth as well. I think you know, absolutely snapping, snapping. No, but I just mean she's very. Very unstable, really unstable. And I don't like Cormac. I'll, I'll be completely late on the table. I, I listen to a lot of American podcasts like The Fire and The Kid and that. And that, there's a term they use a lot is they call them they're basically foot boys, aren't they, where they just go around. But he's a nightclub promoter, sells the dream. He probably has a stream of girls off his arm day, day by day, night by night. And I, I just think he's very arrogant. The conversation was like too... Children speaking, like mm. he's going. Well, you know, if you want someone else, and he's like, mm, yeah, yeah, and he was like, then he's trying to like grab flies with his hands and stuff, as if to say, I really don't give a fuck about his conversation. He was very uncomfortable, but it's just something not right about him. I know probably we should gravitate to him more because he's from the British Isles as such, isn't he? or if he you know, could be Southern Ireland, but he's, he's somebody who we should understand. We should understand his he's, personality. He's
1: definitely Southern Ireland, so he probably, was yeah, yeah. To be yeah, he probably would be from the British <laughs> Isles. <laughs> that's a, know, that's from another from rabbit hole. <laughs> islands that are right next to each other. Culturally... Whether we like it or not, we are quite similar. And uh you're right; we we should gravitate towards him. But I mean, it is just a bit of a knob there. And he had the gall to go into the villa room and uh, into the diary room and say, "Yeah, it wasn't really much of a conversation." That's because he didn't fucking say anything. Yeah, he did. He just sat there like a fucking plum, didn't he? he was just he, he just a
0: strange character. I've said it from the start. There's something not right with him. He's playing a And unfortunately, I think Caro's going to be going from lad to lad, isn't she, until she finds Mr. Wright. If she finds Mr. Wright in the villa, I I just don't think she's compatible with anybody at the moment. She may change, Dave. If someone comes in and sweeps her off her feet, then fair enough. But at the moment, she's not coming across well. And also, it's just not sticking with me, the relationships. But on the flip side, I do think that... The other couples, there's a couple there that actually look genuine. Zach and Elizabeth, Dave, they're getting married as soon as they come out of the villa.
1: <laughs> Do you reckon they've joined the Do Bits Club? I think so.
0: I'd be very surprised. In in the UK, obviously, we have shows like Geordie Shore that I've watched where Dave, from the minute they get there, they're, they're just finger blasting and doing all sorts of shit. They're basically just going for it as soon as they get in the villa. Uh, in the houses that they stay in. So, so in the UK, even though we do say we're quite restrained, I think you're more likely to see two couples going for it in the UK villa than the US. But I'm not putting off, I think Zach and Elizabeth are the only ones because Alexandra and Dylan went into the hideaway and it was, you know, it was a bit of a, it was very much a teenage romance, wasn't it? A bit of a kiss and a cuddle, but, In the hideaway in the UK, and they don't show it now, they used to actually see him going for it days. There was a few jackhammers getting thrown about in there, (laughs) definitely. We've not seen it this series, but they usually show a little bit of action.
1: Yeah, I... would from the uk one the current crop Uh, someone who's come out the villa so amy she said that you know they've they've obviously discussed it and they're not actually gonna do it in the villa because you know they just don't feel like it's right they've obviously watched previous episodes and you know uh, although it's it's entertaining for us you know a bit of titillation we're like hey go on son um yeah it's not really good is it when you've got your parents watching and your, your grandparents watching and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's <strange. laughs> Yeah, it's very
0: true. And I don't know about you, Dave, but when I watch the US one, and I'm, obviously we're talking about it, I find that the actual US people, even though they're around about the same age, they seem a lot more grown up than the UK contestants in our Love Island. They seem like they're not complete wankers, if I'm being completely honest. They seem like they're actually normal people as such, whereas in the UK one, they're just narcissists, most of them. So... I can't work it out. And I also think the fact that in the UK you can go into a, a Love Island and you can be set up for life by just going in and doing the right things and w- having the right management company after. In this, it looks like once they've left Love Island, there may only be the odd couple does anything and everyone else just goes back to the normal lives.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a bit. We're on to the fifth season here, aren't we? So the current crop have seen the previous contestants come out and you know get deals for this, that, and the other, like moisturiser and adverts and all all kinds of stuff. So you know, maybe the people in this current crop in the US villa or the Fiji villa, you know, are not quite. You know, maybe they're actually in here, Chris, for the right reasons. And that yeah. is to genuinely find someone. And you, you could be right, and not improve their Instagram following because
0: I think also, Dave is in the US, and we've watched a lot of US programs and stuff like that. The trigger happy at cancelling shit, and and if this doesn't take off after one season, they'll just push the button on it. And I think that in Babakamere is why they've only gone for four weeks stint in Australia. It goes crazy, like I've mentioned, like the UK. Uh, it's literally one of them. Pop culture programs that everybody's watching it. Even when you say you're not, you do pick up episodes or you do pick up conversations. In the US, it's so much TV, isn't they it? such a big country. And yeah, yeah. It may just get swallowed up, Dave, on a real obscure
1: channel, and that's what I fear. Well, it's happening. on CBS, isn't it? So, so it's a pretty big channel. So you know, so I, I, you're right. It's they probably piloted it. They'll see how this four week one goes, and then. Maybe in the later seasons, they'll run it for a bit longer. Because uh, I think, you know, as we, as we see from the UK one, as the longer it runs, the more drama you seem to get as these, you know, original relationships form and then you get these new relationships being formed and broken. And so I, I think, yeah, I, I imagine if there's a series two, it, it'll run for a lot longer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully for us as well, for the enjoyment side of watching it, for everyone listening as well. And I I think going back slightly to Cormac, I think the new, because obviously they've announced two new girls coming in, which they did come in for Western's birthday and it was so false, wasn't it? Like they come in like, oh my God, happy birthday. It was like, (laughs) fuck off. It's just like, the girls were proper. And this is what's leading to, you know, we're going to see in tomorrow's episode, but they just led into this drama and all the girls have, about face and, and who's the girl, the other girl not Elizabeth, the other blonde girl Dave. I keep forgetting her name. Uh, Mallory. Mallory. And she looks like a firecracker. So she's not happy one bit in this next episode. And I think her knows he's well out of joint. So I think Yeah, yeah.
1: Think, so I think, sorry, I think that Cormac is gonna make a play for one of these new girls. Yeah. I mean he looked like it was Christmas. <laughs> you know, when yeah. when they got the text and they said two new girls are coming in and then when they actually show up, when we get to see, you know, tomorrow night, you know, uh, he looks big, massive smile on his face. So, yeah, uh, he'll be making a play for sure. And I-, I thought it was really interesting tonight with what happened with um, Mallory and Weston because, you know, she pulled him for a chat to say, you know, look, I've, I've kind of coupled up with you. I, I overset, you know, the thing, the words that I said, I didn't really mean them, you know, we're just kind of friends. And he said, well, that's, that's fine because you know, I feel like that as well. And you could see straight away, her face was like, Oh really? What? You don't, you don't fancy me. That can't be right. You know? So, um, in the UK, it may not translate too well, but we'd say she's got face like a slapped ass. <laughs> 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 you know, she really wasn't happy about it. And then when the first thing they did was they had that fake text, didn't they? The whole you know Western yeah. go off for your first date and hashtag first rodeo, and that was the first clue that it's like. Oh, hang about she's shitting it now <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she thinks he might run off with someone else and then so when you get these two new girls you know she's definitely not happy at that and it, it was a weird one because you know within the space of 24 hours she's gone from you know i need to explicitly tell you i'm not interested in you and then her actions say exactly the opposite straight after it, it, it's, it's
0: exactly what happened in the first episode with Cashel and Caro, wasn't it? She was like, Oh interesting, sort of facial. And then yeah. as soon as she, she got with him, she was like, He's a great guy. And she was so upset when Kira took her off him. Um, but took him off, her. sorry. But but also Dave, I thought that was a bit unusual as you talk about the new girls and that. Like that Castro just turned around to Kira, and they look really strong. They look like they're, they're really getting along, They're kissing, cuddling,
1: and this proper affection. And he just went, "You do know I'm going to be talking to these, you know, that to someone else." Was uncomfortable, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. It was bizarre. That it was just like I, I can't work out whether he's been, you know, what what's going on there. Because straight away Kira's like, "What well, he goes? Well, we did say it." And I'm thinking, is he a fucking player here? And he's been playing this nice guy yeah. to get
1: beat under the table.
0: Because I thought that was a slime ball move, to be honest.
1: I thought it was unnecessary, Um, you know, but (sighs) look, Chris, I guess we've seen from the other episodes, you know, from the other series, that the opposite is true, where the lads say, you know what, my head will not be turned. My head will not be, Oh, oh, wait, who's that? So, I guess uh, part of me thinks, you know what? He's just putting it out there. You know, you're smoking hot. I'm having a great time. Someone better comes in. I'm going to be talking to them. What he's probably not thinking through is, I think you're punching above your weight a little bit there, Sunshine. So, I think if someone comes in and starts to take a, a shine to Kira, I think you might be on the receiving end of that. Now, she didn't call that out. And I think. Definitely, thinking some of the UK girls, they they would have said, you know, straight away. Well, I'm fucking going to talk to, you know, some new blokes who come in. You know, it, what is good for the goose is good for the gander, isn't it? So um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think it it was a really weird moment that, but I I, th- I just wonder how that's going to play out because right up to that, like you say, they they looked really strong and second only to really Zach and Elizabeth.
0: Yeah, it's true that. It'll play out, obviously, how it's supposed to. I suppose tomorrow's episode, it's going to go off a little bit and we'll see, hopefully, a bit of drama. But now, Dave, I want to talk as well, briefly, about the presenter. I've given him a lot of stick from episode one to episode five. And I've got to say, after five episodes, he's still a complete twat. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fucking rubbish. It's like... He's just some guy. They've got to read a scripts. Like he's trying to crack jokes, like saying, I'm, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to send him a text right now. And he's like trying to trying to be witty. I'd just love to, I'd love for any of our listeners, if you get a chance to email us, uh, the love at gmail.com and just tell me, am I being wrong here? Because I don't know whether, because we're used to the quality of Ian Sterling, and Ian Sterling in the UK doesn't hit it out of the park every single time. But when he hits it, he hits it where you're laughing out loud. This guy, just, I don't know, it's, it's like he's, he's just playing at being a presenter. It's really bizarre, and I can't work out it's just because I'm not used to the tone of his voice, but I just don't find anything he said does anything other than just irritates me, and I, I'm really trying to like him because I am not like that usually, but
1: he just pisses me off. I, I don't think it's the tone of his voice, Chris. I don't think it's his accent. He commits the greatest crime that any comedian can commit He's just not fucking funny <laughs> he's just he's just fucking not i mean he, it's like he tries it's like you know i I reckon they they must just hire a comedian or maybe just a presenter and say you know you just write your own lines here's the stock footage you know here's the footage just put some words to it, and then they give very little they get very little direction from anyone else they just have to maybe get approval on the final cut or something but but then that's it and Ian Stirling is just you know, he's a pretty funny guy, but it's not just that he's funny. It's that he, he'll blatantly take the piss out of the contestants, you know, the setting and everything, uh, you know, so he'll say, you know, we've got nothing to talk about. So let's have a look at some stock footage, which was actually taken in series two, you know, but we're showing yeah. it now because of the budget <laughs> or whatever, you know, and he, but he says it and he delivers it in that funny kind of way, you know, better than what I just did. No, and, I, I, and this I, guy is just, He's just not funny. Now, if someone wants to write in to us and say, actually, I was laughing out loud. He is hilarious. I'll hold my hands up that he may be an acquired taste. But for me, he just ain't fucking funny.
0: No, he's not. And I think that one of the main reasons could be Ian Sterling swears like mad, doesn't he? There's no holding back because the show is shown after nine o'clock in the UK. And I'm pretty sure that this is shown at eight o'clock in the in the US and that could be one of the reasons, Dave, because it's like you were getting a fucking PG version of him and he's not allowed to really swear and it's like everything he says is censored and pretty much everything Ian Sterling says is not censored. And I think yeah. that might be the difference. I'm not saying there's not stuff they put on the cutting room floor, but it feels organic. It feels like it's just him in a room taking the piss. And this comes back to for me the first person to do this sort of stuff, or the first show in the UK, I don't know if they have it in the US, was Come Dine With Me. And I know they have it in Australia and that, and they sold the rights around the world, where the, the presenter on there was like, you know, four people, wouldn't you? They go to each other's houses, and basically he just takes the piss out of them. So like, there's someone saying like, I'm a chef or whatever, and he's like, I don't think so, judging by the plate there. But now that's a PG or a, what's a, a, uh, what's a child rating? A
1: PG-13. PG-13
0: sort of dialogue. There's no swearing in it, but he does, it does go on a line there where he's just on the edge sometimes. But it's funny. And we had a few TV shows in the UK like that where the presenters and the, voice, sorry, the voiceover guys were a lot funnier than what's actually going on in the show. It's them who makes the show. And with this, I'm enjoying the, the guys in the US, Love Island, but these, I mean, he's distracting me. Whereas in the UK, it's and Sterling taking the piss out of these people who think they're so important. And he just shuts them down. He says what everyone else is thinking. Which I know we say... On this, a lot of people said that about me. And you, we say what a lot of people are thinking, and and I think that's the difference with this. It's just weird. It's something I don't know whether it, it it's translated well over into the US. Whether that's something that is on a lot of shows, but I've, a lot of things I've seen, I've not seen these voiceover guys being like this like they are in the UK.
1: Yeah, I think both with come down with me and with what Ian Sterling does in the UK on I, I think they ultimately deliver it as if you know they've just been fired and told. You know, can you just do this last show and then, you know, you you're out the door. So so they go and do it as if they've got their feet up on the desk and they do not give a fuck. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. that is the kind of tone of it. Whereas this guy like you say he's throwing out kind of Disney-fied jokes, maybe. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just not very funny. It, you said about, you know, the, the only show with 3% body fat or something, that was the only thing that, you know, raised a little murmur, you know, little crinkle in the corner of the mouth. Oh, yeah, that was that was quite clever, you know, taking the yeah. mickey out of him. But, yeah, just on the whole, not, not really impressed with him. No, not at all, not at all.
0: Now, big thanks again for everyone listening. If you want to get in contact with the show on Twitter at Love Island Cast or if you want to email the show, the love Island Cast at com. and as I mentioned in the UK episode uh, earlier today, if you are interested in contacting myself and Dave we would love to know where you are around the world because it's been so humbling having fans from all over different parts of the world Dave we should actually get some sort of atlas of the world and put some pins on where we've had emails because we've getting them all over the place, aren't we? And it's been fantastic. So please keep the questions coming and please keep the feedback. And if you do love the show, please get onto your podcast catcher, drop us a five-star review. It just helps us get out there, gets out to more people around the world, hopefully. So yeah, I think that's it today, Dave.
1: Well, Chris. A lot of today was about, was a rodeo theme, a country and western theme, so I'm going to ask you, why do southerners hate landlords? I don't know, Dave. Because the devil rents down in Georgia.